Welcome to Second Nature Podcasts. My name is Mike Brown, and this is my story. As I was writing this, I hit a wall when it came to the end, the final episode. There were multiple directions I could take. I could outline more situations and experiences from my last three years. I could sit here and pretend that I knew all the answers, try and make sure that I dotted every I and crossed every T, but I couldn't. So I left it, hoping that the perfect ending would come while recording and releasing episodes. Instead of finding that perfect ending, I realized there is no end. This is just another chapter in my book of life that won't conclude until, well, you know what I'm getting at. Which happens to be perfect for someone like myself, who procrastinates and has a hard time bringing anything to conclusion. Some may call it ADHD, my wife in particular. Well, that's a place we can start. Stephanie and I got married this past July. A day that I thought may never come, did, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful in so many ways. The bride, the ceremony, the entire celebration. Not only did I get to marry the woman that I love, but I got to bring together all the people who have supported me through this journey. It was a recognition of all the work that it took. And there was a significance to this day. And I couldn't help but think, we did it. That doesn't only go for the people on my side, but also Steph's, her friends and family that have played such a major role in her life, who have taken me in and understand how much I love and will continue to through all the new chapters in our lives. I can honestly tell you, I would have never been able to experience that day had I not overcome my battle with alcohol. Sure, I could have got married, but the beauty of it would have never been anywhere close because the person I had become was not capable of finding the quality of partner that Steph is. The person I am now gets to begin and end every day in a state of mind that is constant. Yes, there are days that aren't easy, where thoughts of self-doubt and a lack of confidence creep in, but I now know how to understand these thoughts. I can tell myself that it's okay to have these feelings and know that that's what they are, feelings. It's the stories I attach and start to tell myself about them that will cause me problems. I can work to break these stories and change them when they come. Sometimes that happens that day, or sometimes I tell myself not to worry because tomorrow is going to start the same way this morning did in a constant state of mind without the highs and lows of altering it. I hope that we can recognize addiction as a complex being. Whether you are in it, been through it, or a witness to it, the levels to which it affects are endless. The strength and focus it takes to overcome it is immense. For some, it takes years of trying and failing. For myself, it was years of delusion, knowing what the problem was, the solution to it, but not being able to accept it. Accept the fear I had, accept the mistakes I made, accept the person it drove me to be, and the overall power it had over me. Then finally, accept that I had no idea who I truly was. 
Earlier I asked the question, is it nature versus nurture, or is there something more? Since asking this question, I've come to learn that there is in fact something more. Nurture is too narrow a term. It should be replaced with experience. The other issue is in the verses, which means an opposition, when in fact it is both nature and experience that play a role in our development. These ideas come from Dr. David Linden, and instead of nature versus nurture, he hypothesizes it to be heritability, interacting with experience, filtered through the randomness of development. Don't worry, I'm still trying to get my head around it too, and I'm going to leave it there. If this is something that interests you, I have attached a link to the discussion in the show notes. So this brings us back to the idea of family inheritability, both genetics and influence. The idea of addiction being a disease. You've got the gene, you've got the potential for disease. That may be the reason why we can't control impulses or find that off switch, but I don't think it can be the explanation for the bigger why, the why in which we can't help but self-sabotage. I believe that comes from our development, the experiences we have since conception, the environment we are put in, and the environments we choose to be in. It can be what we take away from them, but also what we leave behind and find missing in ourselves later on. Instead of self-confidence, it's insecurity. Instead of hope and motivation, it's disbelief and doubt. Instead of love, it's indifference. Instead of compassion or accountability, we use blame. Instead of following our purpose, we seek what we think will get us praise all of which leaves us empty, searching for something to fill us up. And unfortunately for some, we are led to a solution that benefits the present moment without the concern or understanding of the drastic consequences it will have in our future. Sobriety has been a personal benefit to my family relationships. I am no longer the sole point of worry. No ringers need to be left on at night. I am now someone who can be relied upon and provide a healthy mindset to situations that arise. I now look at each of my immediate family members and see what life may look like from their point of view. I know that they each have had their own experiences, influenced by their environment, and understand the impact it holds. This leads me to knowing that I now have to meet them exactly where they are, and it is my turn to reciprocate the love and support that they showed me. My friendships have also benefited. I've said it numerous times throughout this, but those friendships gave me a reason. That reason being the importance and significance to them. As we get older, busier, and may not talk for a few days or weeks, the connection is there. It always will be and can be relied upon when needed. Without sobriety, I may have lost this, and the thought of that keeps me focused. 
There isn't a day that passes where I don't think about the gratitude I have towards my family and friends. The past few years I spent coaching CrossFit and trying to figure out what was next. For a long time I thought about opening my own box. That's what a gym is called in the CrossFit community. So I started the process and searched for spaces. I looked into an old decrepit building that had potential but the landlord had no interest. Another space that was the right size and location but was given to an established business. I tried one last place and received an offer to lease. This was a new build that would be years in the making before even up and running, and in the end I couldn't take the risk. Each time I tried and I failed, but I didn't get a sense of frustration. What I got was a sense of relief. That sense of relief was coming from an underlying notion that opening a gym wasn't what I should be doing. What I should be doing is this, what I have just done in the last nine episodes. Every time the search for a new gym space got close, the thoughts of this coming to life got smaller. I knew that if I started the gym, this would never happen. If this never happens, then I will think about it for the rest of my life. What initially was holding me back from starting was the usual suspects, a lack of confidence, and another fear of not knowing if or what I was capable of. Some of those reoccurring thoughts included, could I even write something that made sense? Could I make it listenable? How do I start? Where do I start? It wasn't until I listened to a podcast that featured the author, Stephen Pressfield. He said something along the lines of, there is no secret formula. You need to find your own process. And it sparked something in me. I then read his book, The War of Art, and found the quote, if you are paralyzed with fear, it's a good sign. It shows you what you have to do. So I started. I had no idea what I was doing, but I just made myself keep coming back. I had tried to start years before, but couldn't get anywhere because I still had that self-doubt in thinking who would want to hear my story. Others have had it worse than I. But the more I worked, the more that started to dissipate and the more I learned to not compare myself to others. This is where the idea of us all having a story started to really sink in. And we have the ability to edit that story, change the course that can lead to an outcome we can be proud of. Going to treatment and getting sober was the start of the journey in being true to myself. That was the first step, and this was the next step that I needed to take. I have always coached and found purpose in helping others, but I knew that I wanted to try and reach people on a deeper level, a level greater than teaching them the proper way to break out of their defensive zone or get more reps in a workout. I found meaning in telling my story hoping that others can take something from it and also be true to themselves. 
Along the way, I started to think about my creative side. Growing up, I enjoyed drawing and playing instruments. I went back and forth between drums and guitar, with the latter taking more focus in my teenage years. I always wanted to express my creative side, but was always insecure when it came to sharing it. As I got older and hockey became more serious, I slowly stopped playing guitar, and this is also when I started drinking. I now wonder if this had something to do with me needing to find an escape. The rigidity of high-level sports left my creative side empty, leaving behind the ways I used to express it. And the only way I could soothe this emptiness on top of everything else was by drinking. Again, something that I will never know the answer to, but an idea I have and will continue to explore. This podcast was the beginning. Writing was something that I had always been interested in, and it may have been reignited by a newfound love of reading. But what to write was the issue, until I heard someone say, write about what you know. What do I know better than my own story and experience? And what better way can I reach people on a deeper level, like books and podcasts have done for me? Sobriety has been nothing short of a blessing. Every single day that I remain sober, it allows me to get closer to who I truly am. It allows me to avoid the heavy emotional sways of excess highs and extreme lows. I can be disciplined with an understanding of what that word means to me. Showing up in a consistent state of mind and understanding that not all days will be good, but there are tools I can use in order to correct the path in a positive direction. If I can do this, then I can set my mind on something and work to achieve it. And along the way, I can be of support and relied upon by whomever needs it. I could drink right now, later today, tomorrow, or the next, but I now have the ability to choose not to. This ability comes from everything I have shared with you. The reminders of the darkness it brought, but more importantly, the light that sobriety brings. So what's next? I want to continue to create conversations that could benefit you. To do this, I need your help. Your feedback will help to create a place where people can turn for support, education, and inspiration. I want to continue this podcast by moving into interviews, sharing other people's stories and other topics of discussion. These stories don't all have to include addiction, but can be overcoming something whether that's mental health issues, fear, self-doubt, etc. If you have any topics you believe should be discussed or people I should bring on as guests, 
please let me know. If you feel like you have something to provide and would like to be a guest, reach out and let's explore it. If you have related to anything in any episode and want to share with me, please do. It doesn't matter how big or small, speaking on it will help you. Everything shared will remain confidential. And remember, if it's fear that is stopping you, it's a good sign. It's showing you what you need to do. This podcast would not have been possible without the love and support of my family and friends. Thank you to my mom, dad, brother, sister, and extended family members. Thank you to my wife, Steph, for showing nothing but love and support when I decided to do this, as well as during the process of creating it. Nobody really knew what I was doing, but they didn't question any of it and believed in me. Thank you to Evan McCann, a friend and host of The Hard Part, for guiding me on the right path with his expertise and knowledge of the podcast world. If you are interested in Canadian tech, from venture capital to startups, give his podcast a listen. Recently, I've been meeting with a group of former hockey players who are also in recovery. This started a little over a year ago by one guy who reached out to start the group. Thanks to him, we have been able to reconnect and it's been very beneficial. If you are interested in joining the group, feel free to reach out. And finally, thank you for listening. If you would like to support and see this grow, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes or the link in my bio on Instagram. Thanks again, Mike.